I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I'm Beck Hill. And I'm Matthew Hyten. And this is Concessions, a podcast where we interview your cult heroes at Comic-Cons around the world. Yeah, this is a, another one from Comic-Con Brussels where we got to interview the lovely Seth Gilliam. Yeah, he was great. I really enjoyed talking to Seth. Yeah. It was he, so much fun. We had him on the first day, I think it was the 22nd of February, 2020. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. He was, was he, he was our first guest, wasn't he? Yeah, and it's, this is about the time that the new season started to air. Yeah, it was, it was two days before the premiere. So there's like so many things I wanted to ask him that we weren't allowed, obviously, because he wouldn't have answered it. But he's just... Again, he's just an amazing person. Who knows, Matt? Though we've got a good, we've got a good um, track record. Track record—that's the word I was looking for. (laughs) So two words, technically. Yeah, we've got a good track record. So maybe he said something that actually turns out to be true. Yeah, if if we miss something like a scoop because we just (laughs) were having a good time, you just let us know. Um, Yeah, if there's one thing I've learned from doing this job, it's that nerds will point out when you've missed stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we count ourselves as in the know, but sometimes you just miss something. You're like, oh, well, that'll haunt me forever. <laughs> <laughs> but not this interview, because this interview was great. So please enjoy. Haunt you with love. <laughs> <laughs> We're going into that. Ladies and gentlemen, and everybody of Comic Con, please welcome to the stage your first guest. Seth Gilliam! Hello, everyone. You can choose wherever you like. There's so many. I'll go with the wing back. go in the corner. Welcome, Seth. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Just got into Brussels? Yes, yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, How was the flight? The flight was nice and smooth. I slept mostly. And then kind of struggled to sleep last night. And kept waking up not knowing where I was. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Just yelling on the door. Sir, don't go to sleep. It's yeah. Comic-Con this weekend. We do that. We do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Is this your first time in Brussels? It is my first time in Brussels, yes. Oh, not first time in Belgium. Yes. Oh. Have you had the chips yet? I have not had the chips. Oh, yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get yourself some of them. I had a waffle yesterday, which was very good. Oh, yeah. 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 Were you a fan of the waffles? We got like <laughs> this audience is so Belgian because they're just like yeah we just raise our hands yes, <laughs> yes we like we, waffles we like the waffles yeah obviously 
I went in a clothes shop yesterday and it genuinely, they're piping in the smell of waffles, so I assume they're everywhere. <laughs> um, thank you for coming this way. Are you a, a regular conner? I don't know if that's con, the term. Con, con man? I've no. been to, yeah, I've been to a few and I've been accused of being so. <laughs> it's, it's still fairly a new thing, like this idea of the modern convention stuff like that. Was yes, it, it is. Because you've, you've obviously, you've been in, in shows like The Wire before Walking Dead. But there wasn't really this culture anymore. No, no. I, I, I'm not sure. I was unaware of the whole con world until about four years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And have you have you uh, got quite used to it now, or do you still find it kind of like? Oh, wow. I I still am amazed by um by the energy that uh, that people have for conventions. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible, isn't it? I uh, and I've I've thought I you know I I want to cosplay. But then people want to take pictures with me as myself. <laughs> but I'm always like envious of people who are in costumes. It's like I would love to walk around oh, like, oh, solo for a day. You, you could win. You could go enter the cosplay contest as yeah. yourself. As myself. Do yes. a Charlie Chaplin. You could do your oh, own, missing is the eye. You could yeah. get your, your Starship Trooper costume back. I actually uh, I was at a convention in Dublin and a guy who bought my costume from the from the movie set <gasps> showed up and asked me to what? sign it and I put it on for the first time. In like 25 years, and it wow. still fit. Oh, it's that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's you don't want amazing. to put it on, and you're like, oh, this is a lot tighter than I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. I didn't know people could just buy. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, Sony Pictures had a big thing where they were selling off lots of different costume pieces and set pieces from Starship Troopers, and this guy bought like most of them. It's like the outside layers, though, right? Not like your underwear or anything. No, no. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't my underwear. I Everything was don't wear underwear under my costumes. <laughs> yeah. Not sure I, I want to buy them now. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone come up to you dressed as someone from The Wire? Yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, some, someone did come up dressed as a Herkin Carver once at a thing, which was, uh, which was kind of interesting. He had the, the um, uh, sergeant's badge, and he was doing the thing, and he had the T-shirt and the whole shebang. Wow, it looked pretty good. Yeah. Did you did you recognize it straight away? I recognized them right off the bat. So I think that'd be the worst one if someone came up to you dressed as something you've been in, and like, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it. What's your name? Yeah. Or worse, if you're like, that's an amazing Walking Dead costume, and they're like, I'm not in costume. <laughs> I'm just on I'm my actually, way to I'm actually a priest. And... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really tired. Yeah, yeah. Or in. I mean, for a zombie, not someone dresses you. No, no, no. You don't look tired. You look amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I've, I've makeup. Have you had people come up to you dressed as you? Twice. There aren't many Father Gabriel cosplayers I've seen. And um, it's probably because he doesn't kill a lot. So there aren't a lot of accessories <laughs> yeah. to wear. It's just a simple suit. You, you, say, you say that, but I'm a, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. Gabriel has got a lot more badass over the last few seasons. Gabriel has gotten a little a little tougher and rougher, yes. It's a, a, like we are going to talk a lot about it. We like to warm you in, and then I'm like, and here's uh, me nerding out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm fascinated with Gabriel, because you've had one of the the biggest arcs in terms of character. Yes. Where you, where you, when they find Gabriel, because obviously you come into an established season. Yes. And you're almost like a, yeah, a, an antagonist at first, given mm -hmm. your sort of worldview. Do you, do you find it weird to look back where you started on The Walking Dead in that character and where you're at now? Um, it is a little strange. Uh, I did not think that Father Gabriel, I didn't read the comics, so I didn't know what his, his arc was or anything else like that. But I didn't think he would last more than three episodes. Oh, really? I thought if ever there was Walker bait, it was Father Gabriel. 
Uh, I thought that he was actually going to be a device to get someone else killed. Oh, someone nice. else that we love trying to protect this priest. Um, so it's all been pretty exciting. Did the other person get killed? No, the other person didn't get killed. Oh. I thought that Tyrese, for some reason I had this whole storyline ah. in my head that, that uh, Father Gabriel would be trapped by walkers and that Tyrese would come in to save him and kill them all off and secretly be bitten. And then, you know, you exchange one black guy for another. You're basically writing your own fan fiction. <laughs> yes. It was really good, too. I should probably put it down on paper. Yeah. I've, I've submitted several screens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have a, a, a spin-off where that moment happens and then you have a whole different yeah, so universe. Yes, a whole different thing. Yeah. On AMC 2, we have <laughs> The Adventures of Father Gabriel. Walking Dead in Infinity Worlds would be incredible. <laughs> that would be an incredible spin-off. Imagine that. Just one season, they're like, we're going to try something different. It's like, yeah. zoom. Oh, I'm from a different universe. Yeah, well, uh, cool. I'd watch that so badly. Um, do you, were you a fan before you got into it? Um, no, I am pretty squeamish, so I don't really watch things that have a lot of blood or gore or horror in them. I'm a science fiction fan, mostly. Nice. So I like my stories to take place in outer space or time jump type of things, um, alternate universes. So I didn't watch The Walking Dead because... Um, I didn't have the stomach for it. Oh, really? Has that changed since you started doing it now? Because you must be around a lot of prosthetics and things like that. Uh, yes. It's, uh, now that you see how, you know, how the hot dog is made, it's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. It's but, a completely fake hot, hot dog as well. <laughs> <yes>. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the Walking Dead especially, their prosthetics department, it's always been good, but every, there's always, at the beginning of every season, there's always one zombie where you go, that's what those guys have been doing this time. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like... Greg Nicotero and his team do a fantastic job coming up with the most bizarre type of walkers that you can find. We've got, like, grass and mold growing out of them because they yeah. were, like, killed in a swamp or something like that. It's really cool. It's, it's, it's very imaginative and creative. If yeah. your character could get wounded in a particular way, what, what in, in terms of prosthetic that you would like to wear or have applied, what would you want? Oh, my. If I were to be wounded in some way... Well, Aaron's already got that really cool arm. Yeah. Because yeah. that arm, I'm kind of envious of the whole mechanical it's arm. Kind of a steampunk one, isn't switch it? Switch out, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is very steampunk. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm envious of Aaron's arm. Yeah. Yeah. You could, <laughs> you'd get one as well and you'd fly yeah, over. One, one, you could arm wrestle. Coming out of my shoulder. So yeah, this, just this an one extra of, one. Yeah. One of those horrible <laughs> moments now where somehow the writers hear this. And go, hey, Seth, we got yeah, your Seth, present. Yeah, yeah. You got a fantastic two, idea. You can have an three, arm coming yeah. out of your forehead. Actually, if you could have an accessory that cosplayers would want to carry, like a really obvious one, what would you want to go with? Nunchucks with blades on the end of them. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. It would be really All cool. Right. Yeah, I'd, we need to make that happen. I'd, yeah. love, I'd love that to be your character's weapon, but there's an episode where you're learning them and you're just, <laughs> just nicking <laughs> up my back, yeah. cutting my face. Or you, or you come in and you've already got scars and everyone's like, it's a big thing, like, how did he get his scars? Right. Those nunchucks are so right, cool. What's the backstory yeah. behind the scars? <laughs> yeah. Cut to Father Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Seriously, like, I think we've, we've nailed two or three seasons already. Though. There we yeah. are. Yeah. But, I would watch your spin-off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, going back to when I say, like, prosthetics and stuff, does it, is it, has it got annoying wearing the eye yet? No, I have a, a lens technician named Justin, and she, um, she babies me, so I love getting the eye put in. She's very, 
she speaks in soft, dulcet tones, and, <laughs> and um, she has to put uh, drops in it every 15 or 20 minutes or else it sticks to my eyeball. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say. And so she comes over, and she's all very soft. And how is it feeling now, baby? Is it good? It's okay. And lean your head back and open for me. Just saying that there's children in the audience. Yes, no, no, it's, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> um, Doesn't go- get X-rated. Like um, with the with the universe expanding and stuff like that, um, are you quite excited to see? Because we we've just sort of gone into a new era of Walking Dead. Yes. Where it feels like it's very much evolved in the last two years. It's I mean it's always evolving, but they've got this expanded sort of universe coming. Yes. Is it quite exciting to be in on the inside of that, or do they not tell you anything about it? Don't know what's going on with the new universe. Oh really? No. Are they one of those? Um, script departments that send you your lines written on a child's foot or something and at the end you have to destroy the child it's, it, it's not quite that um, that serious but uh, it's close I know movies work yeah. um, going back to the sci-fi thing before we open it out to the audience we will let you ask questions um, you say you're a big sci-fi fan always curious uh, when we find someone who's in things who's a fan what were your big shows or your big movies that you love or loved? I grew up watching Buck Rogers in the 21st century and um, uh, Flash. Oh, nice. Flash mm. Gordon. I, I'm old. So, you know, I watched a lot of... But those of, are timeless. Yes, they yeah. are timeless. Yeah. Do you do I a good... a lot of Beedy, 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 Buck. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. who watched Buck Rogers yeah, loves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Buck yeah. Rogers. Um, I also was a big uh, Star Wars fan. The original Star Wars mm-hmm. came out, not the the latest versions of it. It's kind of hard to keep up with who's what. Do you, because obviously a lot of people come to conventions to sort of see their heroes and their people they through watching up. Because you're a science fiction fan, do you ever go into a green room or something and go, oh my God. <laughs> I have a couple of times and I, I've embarrassed myself um, fanboying when you're not supposed to be fanboying in the green room. It's supposed to be a safe space. Um, it's not if I'm there. Uh, yeah. uh, I, really, I, I want to know who, but I'm just going to guess now. It's me, isn't it? It's <laughs> of course me. it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, amazing. Um, I, I, I guess you're not allowed to say, but because The Walking Dead, does that take up a lot of your working time then? Is it? It's, yeah, it's seven months to shoot a season and we get five months off. And uh, the five months that we get off are during the holiday season. So there's not really much else I can do work-wise. I was going to say, because it's always one of those... I, I imagine for an actor, when you become such a love character in such a big show, like, do you have that in the back of your head where you're like, when you do have time off, you go, oh, I should be working, or are you one of those people that's able to just, like, relax? No, I always feel like, you know, I, I should be working on different characters and trying to keep myself fresh and keep myself um, uh, interested in acting. Well, you, you know, did so something, you, you did a theater show a couple of years ago, didn't you? Um, I, I did a play last year. I, did a, I, I, I try to do theater when I'm off. It's kind of tough because of the schedule, as, as I mentioned. But uh, yeah, I've done, I've done a few shows, yeah. Yeah. Do you, and do you have a preference between TV acting and stage acting, or is it all just part of the... No, I prefer stage acting. I prefer the relationship that you have with the audience who comes in willing to suspend their disbelief and follow whatever story there is. I love the, the magic of the lights... Um, the stage makeup, the, the smell of the grease paint. Um, I love the anything could happen, you know, if you forget your line. 
how do you stay on track with what the story is and who the character is. Uh, I love the way it changes nightly, depending on what the audience is and depending on what your state of being is for that day. Um, it's, it's not even a question in my mind. Is there a character you've always wanted to play on the stage? I'm almost old enough to do Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, um, which was one of my favorite plays to play George mm. um, in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, yes. Wow. There's a, a very, um, also, of, I'm almost old enough. <laughs> I can play a very big rage. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Keep my options there. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. write a sci-fi version of that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm all over it. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. We'll cast it. Who's Afraid of Lord... Virginia Woolf in space. <laughs> Rule of Three is back, where funny people talk about funny things that they find funny. Falling over, looking stupid. We've had all sorts on. Sue Perkins. Ashlyn B. Nish Kumar. Matt Lucas. Charlie Brooker. It's four candles yeah. meets the day-to-day. Talking about all sorts, from 40 Towers to Airplane. From the Big Lebowski to Bottom. This time, we're joined by the likes of Lucy Mangan, Robert Webb, and... Guys, we've got 423 <laughs> enormous heads. Eddie Izzard in a two-part special. Rule of Three from Great Big Owl. Find it wherever you listen. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Interaction. Yeah, we will yeah. get it. We will we get, get going. Um, questions. Oh, we got. Yeah, we got a little so keen, Judith so Grimes keen. already. Oh. Um, Hello. You, do you want I'll me go, to? I'm on oh, this right. side. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so adorable. If anyone can't see, we have a tiny Judith Grimes. It's incredible. Do you think she looks like Judith Grimes? Yes. Yes, she does. She does look like Judith Grimes. And so, does everyone come out of the cave alive? Or you? You can't say. Oh, does everyone come out of the cave alive? No, everyone gets killed, and a whole new cast of characters come. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the first to die is Daryl. It's a horrible death. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> just, a lot, just a bunch of women going, <laughs> And quite a few men. No, you'll find out in, um, uh, what, a day or two, I think it's coming back yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah, very soon. I'm very excited. Um, can I ask Judith a question? Have you ever shot a zombie? No. No. Yeah, that's what she would say. That's what she would say. Do if we have any other questions, get your hand up. We have a microphone down front. 
So please don't be shy. We know you always have questions. We've got one over here, Beck. Oh, next to Negan. Yeah. Um, I was a huge fan of The Wire. Um, oh, thank you. And I think you have a few of the most memorable lines, like War's End. Yeah. Uh, now, one might say that America goes to th uh, some kind of political nightmare in the last mm -hmm. years. Do you think nightmares will end? Do I think nightmares will what? Do you end. think nightmares will end? Some no. big questions. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think nightmares will, will end. You're talking about politically? I'm afraid they won't. I think historically we could see that nightmares never end. Yeah, nightmares never end when you go back. Imagine that's how you ended it. And nightmares will never end. Goodbye! <laughs> and then we just saw you walk straight out. <laughs> Thank you, good night! Uh, when when um, you're in a show like The Wire, do you find that people assume you have opinions of your character and things like that? Um, um, I haven't really found that with The Wire. I find that mostly people are very reverential of the show and, and really appreciate the authenticity of it and don't have many questions. They mostly just want to recite lines with me. That um, I get a lot of, hey, shit bird, <laughs> which is funny. And it's great if someone you with doesn't have the context. <laughs> yes. What? What are you talking Why about? does everyone hate wait, you? Wait, what? Um, how long were you filming The Wire for? We shot The Wire in six years. We did uh, six seasons, five do you, seasons. Do you find now, looking back at The Wire, because The Wire reinvented, it was in that era of reinventing television. So it's yes. pre-Netflix, but it's around the box set binge time. Yes. And it's where TV is turning more filmic. And I think The Wire is the one that people look to to say that's when it happened. Do you, did you get that sense when you were shooting it or... Was that something you saw afterwards? I think we were unaware of the, um, of the scope of the show when we were shooting it. We didn't have a lot of people watching it when it was actually on air. Oh, really? Yeah, we would average about two and a half million viewers a week. Just everyone was talking about it. Yeah, everyone has kind of come to the show since it went off the air. And it's, it still stands up. That's the amazing yeah. thing. Because there's, there's some that, of that time that had the same similar model. Mm -hmm. But they're very of the time where The Wire, you can revisit yes. it. Yes, yeah. yeah, The Wire is, is kind of timeless in that regard. But um, I think the most viewers that we had were 9 million people watched the episode where, spoiler alert, <laughs> where Stringer Bell was killed. What? You know? Yes. Sending him off into movie stardom. <laughs> Idris Elba. Um, that was the, the, the most people we had. It was one of those shows where people would uh, videotape it and pass around the VHSs. This was before yeah. DVDs. Um, and you had to videotape things and, uh, and pass it around. So it was the kind of show where people came to it late yeah. and then wanted to go back and revisit it. It was one of the first shows I remember. It was this and Lost and a few others where fandom started to move properly online with debate. So there's like yes. really big forums dedicated to like theories and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I've gone to a couple of colleges and spoke where they actually have courses where they uh, teach the wire and, <laughs> and various uh, things about, um, about television writing and, and about um, uh, research. And because it was so spot on yeah. uh, to the way that the different principalities worked. Uh, so... It, it's uh, it, and the impact of 
of the what the wire was about which is the great experiment of american cities yeah um so it, it's had a profound effect I, I mean i've been to four universities where they have set courses on the wire and and spoken to hundreds of students you know about well why did this character do that when this was happening and that was happening i'm like i don't know i memorized lies i got no idea <laughs> do you were you aware of that shift? Because obviously The Wire is pre-Twitter and sort of... I, th- I think like people now are so fluent in TV and film language. Yes. Uh, and it does affect how a show is written. In something like The Walking Dead where people are always theorizing, people are always waiting for the big shock and it's this big discussion always happening after an episode. Do you sort of see any of that or do you keep away from it? Are you aware of it? No, I, I kind of keep away from, from that. Um... It's it's easier to pretend if you have less awareness of how it's being perceived. Yeah. You know, it's easier to um to stay in character if you're not reading about all the different things your character looks like and sounds like and what they're really about. Yeah. Yeah. Because that can kind of seep into you subconsciously either, you know, overtly or subconsciously into your performance. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, any other questions down the front or anywhere? We'll get some. If you want to come forward to the microphone, we'll get you next as well. Hi, and thank you for coming to Belgium. Oh, thank you. I was wondering, uh, in terms of acting, do you have a certain approach that you have to finding your character or getting into a character? I use music a lot. Um, I try to uh, imagine what kind of music my characters would like or listen to. I imagine what foods they eat, what time of day they get up, when they go to sleep. Mundane, everyday things that people kind of do. Um, and, and then a lot of research. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, research, depending on the character that I play. Like when I did The Wire, we went on ride-alongs with Baltimore police um, who were undercover detectives. Um, and kind of attached ourselves to the hips of these two cops. When I say we, I mean Dominic Lombardozzi, who played my partner, Herc, on the show. Um, and for Father Gabriel, I went to, uh, as I said, I hadn't read the um, comics, so I didn't know what denomination of a priest he was, so I went to four different churches um, to see the different ways in which um, the reverends or the priests related to their congregation. Um, and, and then it's just about trying to make it sound real. What denomination? Those churches must have been so excited. Yeah. Oh, Seth Gilliam's in! Oh, yes, we've yes. got him! And then, oh, he's gone to a different church. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not playing a Baptist priest. I'm sorry, I won't be doing the Holy Roller stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you, yes. Um, we had another question here. Uh, what will happen if you know uh, that Wick's still alive? What will happen for Father Gabriel if he knows that Rick is still alive? I think that Father Gabriel would be um, would be very excited at, at the prospect of, of Rick being alive. I think that um, I think that Rick had a profound impact on Father Gabriel in terms of what leadership is and what you do um, when people are following you. And now that he's in a position of leadership, I think he borrows a lot of the tenets that he learned from Rick. So I think he'd be very excited by it. And I think he'd be a little heartbroken that Rick didn't come back to him. 
I think everyone's Good question. wondering that moment, aren't they? Because yes. everyone loves a reunion. Yes. And that one would be... That would be, that would be epic. There is, a, there is a part of me when someone goes off the show, I'm like, oh, they won't find out Rick's alive. Like, because you do all feel like a family now. Yeah, yeah, very much so, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, do you have a... Um, I, I always wonder this. If, do you have a point in the back of your mind that if you do go out and you do get bitten... Are you ready to do a zombie? Do you have a type of zombie you'll, you'll do? I haven't really thought about that. There, there's not much variation. I mean, they kind of... <laughs> that's about as much as you can do. Oh, that I've sounds got, like I've... me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you in the afternoon, to be fair. <laughs> I've got my, I know my zombie. What's you know your zombie? Will your he's zombie got, have a limp? He's got bit on the leg, so his leg's dead. Okay. And he's still like... How did I know that you would be dragging a dead leg as a zombie? Uh, it's yeah. My zombie, you could just tell. Yeah. You could just tell. I'd want to be one of the fast ones. Oh, really? <laughs> the fast I ones. I want to be like, I have like a teddy bear and run around all scary. I have <laughs> terrifying children. I think yeah. you're confusing zombies with a, a rough child. Oh, a child. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, they yeah. scare me as well. I actually, just just before um, we uh, we start to wind up, um, I wanted to know if you have a zombie backup plan. Like, what would you do if the apocalypse is happening? The zombies are taking over. Oh, do boy. you have a pl- a safe place you would go to? There are a couple of people I'd like to kill under the <laughs> the guise of them being. Zombies. Oh, yeah, they got bitten. They looked fine to me. So, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, no, he got bitten. Yeah, I don't know where the bullet hole came from. He got bitten. <laughs> what stab wounds in his face? I didn't see any stab wounds in his face. Um, I do not have a zombie backup plan. If, if the world goes to, you know, if it becomes a world of zombies, I'm probably going to be one of the first people gone. Yeah, that's, that's me. I'm just yeah. going to go. Just go. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'd see them eating someone. I'd be like, what are we doing, guys? Eating someone? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. It'll take you ages before you realize it's actually zombies. Well, you guys aren't very chatty, are you? <laughs> just in there. Um, well, I was gonna say, do you, do you do that on the show as well? Because like, I watch it, and it's one of those shows where you're like, no, don't do that, don't do that. Do you ever get the script, and you're like, why, why? Every once in a while, I'll get a script and go, oh, for <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Also, I'm surprised you guys aren't just head-to-toe in leather. Have you ever tried to bite through a jumper or anything? <laughs> like, and those zombies, their te- teeth will be loose now. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I think Negan's got it right. You know, yeah. get the leather going. Yeah. Imagine that was next season, Paul the Gay. Just, <laughs> just like a motorcycle out yeah. there. <laughs> wow. Gabe, you really love the Matrix. <laughs> but like a reverend one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. Latex collar, Latex you know. Latex rubber collar. We're getting into blade territory I, now. I'm sure if you Google that, there'd be that fan fiction out there. I'm sure. Never Google that. Yeah. Um, do we have any other questions before we let us go? Okay. Two more. And then, yeah, we will... Yep. Wrap up. Hello. Do you have any favorite or memorable moments from the set of The Walking Dead? I think my most memorable moments are probably from my first episode because I, I hadn't, uh, as I mentioned, I hadn't watched the show. And then when I got cast in it, I decided I was going to watch the pilot and wound up binge-watching the first four seasons in Saturday afternoon. Um, and then on Monday morning, I was on set. So I was looking down, and I, I, 
I think they had to cut at one point because I, I couldn't stop smiling. It was like, but it's cool because there's Rick and there's, and there's Abraham and they're, they're right there. They're like, yes, and we're rolling. I'm like, no, but it's Rick. Yes, we're rolling. Just a, there's a shot somewhere on the cutting floor where you just creep into the back smiling. Just like, huh? <laughs> Looking yeah. directly at camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We had another question. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, who is uh, the worst enemy uh, at the show? Is, uh, for your character and you as an actor, uh, is that the, the saviors or the whispers? Um, I think the whispers are worse because they're like a cult. I think the saviors had a rule of... Um, uh, they had rules in an organization that you could kind of understand okay, these guys are like the mafia, you know? Um, whereas the Whisperers, it's kind of hard to understand why are you choosing to walk around with in masks of the dead? Why are you whispering? Why are you living amongst these, these ghastly, ghoulish creatures? Um, so I think there's kind of a, a, a who are these, what are these people all about thing that makes them a little more frightening than the saviors. Absolutely, absolutely. They're terrifying. Yeah, they are. It's because I think they tapped into that idea that you can get people to do things en masse. And yes. It's, it's that real, like, it's that society sort of feeling of without rules and someone's, yeah, in ah. it's, it's, it's terrifying. The real monsters were us. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Would you like to see a zombie mafia come in next season? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know he's dead, but he's family. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That would be a good new, uh, uh, yeah, uh, opponents for, uh, for our Just group. wake up with zombies a zombie in head. suits and trilbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That'd be great. <laughs> Little Tommy guns. I mean. Eat oh. his brains. Give me his brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Is it turning me into a zombie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Seth, we're gonna let you go. Guys, you know what to do. You just, a lot of love. Everybody, Seth, Seth Gilliam! Gilliam! Thank you all. And there you go, so thanks for listening. You can find us on social media. We are at ConsessionsPod. That's C-O-N-S-E-S-S-I-O-N-S-P-O-D. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And if you're interested in what either Beck or myself are up to, where can they find you, Beck? Yeah, you can find me, Beck Hill Comedian. That's uh, on all social media and websites. Or Be Chill Comedian if you read it wrong. And Matt, I believe you're in the middle of writing a show where you buy people's souls? That's correct. I, at the time of recording, own three souls by contract. <laughs> Where can people sell you their souls, Matt? You can sell me your souls or just come for silly stuff. I am at Matt Hyten on Twitter and I am at It's Matt Hyten on uh, Instagram because there is another Matt Hyten and he got there first. <laughs> uh, other than that, thanks for listening. We will see you again soon. This has been a Great Big Owl production with help from Joel Morris, recorded by Alex Remersval at Comic-Con Brussels, who we are very thankful to have us hosting there, produced and edited by John Harris, with the theme tune by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. GreatBigOwl.com 
and welcome to the musical podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. And Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. 